0: Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next guest for Gifters Podcast is Tanya Savas. Tanya is an entrepreneur, a salesperson, a freelance writer, editor, and she is a master's student in marriage and family therapy. Tanya, thanks so much for being on our Gifters Podcast, where your story is a gift to the world.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Christopher. I am super excited to do this podcast with you.
0: So just off the, the beginning, I'm, I'm a bit biased because I love writing, but like good writing. So the first time I saw Tanya's LinkedIn profile, she just had a, a great way to write things because in life and in anything, frankly, you have to stand out. So Tanya, how did you not just know how to write or understand how to write, but like from a sales copy standpoint, you really stood out because you didn't just say, oh, yeah, I'm a great salesperson. You used very specific examples of the things you sold. So was that a childhood dream you had or a, a mentor or your family? members? Like, How did you get so good at writing?
1: So the writing part purely comes from being a nerd since birth. Um. <laughs> My parents raised me to be an intellectual. They would not allow me to watch any modern movies or TV. Um, So I was raised on books. I was an only child. I had to use my imagination a lot. And the way that I learned to write, honestly, is just from reading vociferously throughout my life Um, and then completing my undergraduate degree at St. John's College in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, our cu- curriculum was solely writing and reading based. There were no tests for all four years. And we studied the classics of Western literature, philosophy, mathematics, um, laboratory science, ancient Greek and French, all the way from the time of Plato. Um, so we like translated Oedipus out of ancient Greek and then came up through the time of Virginia Woolf. So that and, made- and you're
0: telling you're telling our listeners you you like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I I don't I don't know that I'd want to do that four years again, but I'm really glad I did it once.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it seems like it's that's almost like a medical school curriculum for writers because like I said for me as a business writer I know how to write, but with your writing, it's just very in depth, which allows you almost as if like you are trained as as an opera singer and I'm asking you to sing a pop song because it just seems like your level of writing is just so phenomenal. So I was curious because for our listeners, just make sure you find people like Tanya to help you with your projects and your businesses, because if not, you just don't look or sound as good for your clients.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I really like the way that you describe that, like being an opera singer and then uh, being asked to sing a pop song. I think that a lot of business writing lacks depth. And so that's one of the things that I try to bring. And then being trained in sales, like I've had some really phenomenal um, mentors and been trained in some really phenomenal sales tactics over the years throughout my different jobs. Um, and being able to put the writing aspect, the depth of writing, and that love and passion for it together with sales knowledge, I feel like is a really unique thing, and I'm super excited that I'm able to do that.
0: That's great. Now, do you actually enjoy the sales writing? Because if you're such a passionate person, more on the art side, do you actually still enjoy it? Because a sales copy is a little different feel, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, I actually, I love sales copy, um, so there's two things I love. One is the psychology aspect behind it. Anytime I can take language and get language to work for me to allow me to influence others, I think is fantastic. And that's, you know, so I'm a, also a master student of marriage and family therapy, and um, as part of that work, I do clinical work with clients um, and I help them to process their emotional um, and mental turmoils um, and move forward in their lives. But So just being able to use language effectively, whether it's speaking or writing, is so powerful. And then the other thing that I really love about sales writing specifically is that it's very readable, like it's, it's intended to be a readable thing that engages you so of course there's like sales emails which is one thing you kind of write this script test it out you get to do that like a b sort of testing where you tweak things and see what the response is but then with other projects like i just edited an ebook for a ceo of a consulting company out in boston and um editing that is super fun for me because it's written not in this like stodgy you know very complicated very dry objective academic way it's it's written to be read it's written to be internalized and then acted upon and I love to work with writing like that.
0: That's great and I want to stress to our listeners that if you do want to project yourself in a very smart, professional, and especially a C-level way, an executive way, there really really is a different style. There's a different way you say things, and the penmanship and the typos are so important. So do you feel that a lot of clients you work with that perhaps, whether they're executives or not, do you feel they understand how important the power of writing is?
1: Absolutely. Anyone who is going to come to me for editing work is someone who does understand that value. And it's very frustrating to me when I see companies or individuals out there marketing themselves and they're marketing themselves with typos and with grammatical mistakes and just things that would be very easy for someone who has a really meticulous eye and who is trained in this work to pick up on and and quickly turn around to create that polished look. Um, But so any of my clients who are contracting with me for work are definitely the people who understand that that is a reflection of their brand and their business is the way that they communicate in language.
0: And I think it's also interesting the fact that you have this marriage and family counseling angle which is in the sense that you really can't write well if you don't have this emotional awareness. So how do you feel your education in your master's program actually allows you to help these CEOs write? Because again, it's not just writing, it's not just words on a email but since you have this very unique background and and perspective how do you feel that your education in this counseling helps or maybe doesn't help you with your writing with your clients c-level clients specifically
1: yeah um i think that it helps in that i'm able to not just um you know, see the words and do technical adjustments, but that I'm really able to communicate. And I like to do this for my clients where I will put in comments and I'll try and provoke them um, to think a little bit more about spots where maybe they could bolster their argument or, okay, why are you including this? It's just a very, um, the approach is, kind of like a platonic dialogue almost where I'm, I'm both editing what's already there, but also trying to bring out more value and really trying to also convey to the clients so that they're not, you know, hurt or confused when I delete like this one sentence that they thought was brilliant um, by being able to provide this very empathetic and clear explanation Um, Which, you know, obviously isn't going to get printed, but for the relationship between me and the client, it's super helpful to be able to have that dialogue um, that is apart from the actual work that is the finished product, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does for sure. And so we're almost out of time, but like, what are three specific suggestions that you can give to anyone, frankly, about writing and specifically since this is a podcast primarily for entrepreneurs, speakers, authoring coaches that they many times do have products and services. What are three specific suggestions you might offer them from your awareness from sales copy and writing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say number one is if you don't already have an editor and you don't consider yourself a professional level grammarian, hire one. Um, If you're producing written content, hire someone to edit it. If you just have a website, like say that's your only written collateral, make sure that that website is spotless in terms of writing. Um, So that'd be number one. Number two is definitely from like a sales copy perspective that you want to do that AB testing. You want to be constantly tweaking and sending out different versions of your emails and making sure to track and see which one of those are having effects because that's the whole psychology behind sales and behind the, the, um, writing aspect of sales is okay. What words are going to motivate my customers to do business with me? And the third one would be to hire me. <laughs> um, I can't really. I yeah, I'm not sure. I can think of another like. Topic <laughs> in my head. So just uh, to get in touch with me, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Tanya Savas, T-A-N-Y-A-S-A-V-A-S last name is a palindrome, so it's spelled backwards and forwards the same way. It's kind of (laughs) cool. Or you can look me up at my website at tanya.savas.com.
0: That's perfect timing. Tanya, thanks so much for being on Gifters Podcast, where your story is a gift to the world. Have a great day, Tanya.
1: Thank you so much, Christopher. It was a pleasure.